0: morphin grid
1: connected all together all life across the multiverse good and evil yin and yang the grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles welcome to universe 19 my fellow grid travelers This story is brought to you by Tiger Tales, in association with the Rangers Universe 19, the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tiger Tales, a place where you find stories and fan fictions written and read to you by host, me, Ty Tiger. Today, we're diving back into Universe 19, the creation of my Paragotai cosplay dude 637, where he's put all his Paranges and uh, Universe storylines all in together with some Carmen Rider stuff there, too. Hence why we've got Kamen Rider Kiva. So let's dive in with today's chapter. In the last chapter, Shinzo, our Kamen Rider Kiva, got defeated by the new Fangire. And Princess Penny got kidnapped. So let's dive in today's chapter to see what happens and if Shinzo can rescue Penny. So let's dive in with Kamen Rider Kiva.
0: Ended up in this world, horrifying and vast Bim, bim, beating high beam, 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 burning high Isolated with nothing left but a subtle message What is tested, to a past? Bim, beating high beam, 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 burning high But you must know if you continue To lay your head in and hide You up. so rise your foot to kick it down the door Go outside must you really try to count the elements divide in sheer hey Won't in the room, neither should you and really lie Beyond that curve the fleet of lies and bring you certainty hey have got to change, so break the chain along the branch of the game Don't be afraid the world is your stage go Assembling all the pieces of the puzzle with every single note that you play Bam bam beating high Bam bing bing burning high Coupling the rhythm and freedom creates a duo with an eloquent display Bam bam beating high Bam bing burning high And you must know that you are special No matter what they all see Your destiny will await your chance to take the final dance and be set free must you think it's real? Heartache is what we're born to feel It's so elusive, so No time to lose, locate your roots Don't untie the fans of friendship Wrapped around the hands that hold our loyalty You've got the change, so break the chain Use you all your strength to silence the pain Don't be afraid, the world is your stage. If you take what the world's proposed Every work of art composed by your own hands You will see your life's not lived in vain as your unrivaled harmony goes on Be sure to pour it on Take the bow, start it now Break the chain! Good night, Thursday, and answers really lie Beyond that curtain, be the blind, and bring you certainty You've got to change, so break the chain, must you think it's real? Heartache is what we're born to feel, it's so illusory No time to lose, locate your roots, Stones that tie the bands of friendship wrapped around the hands that hold our loyalty got to change, so break the chain Use all the strength to silence the pain Don't be afraid, to world is your stage GO!
1: Chapter 5, A Saviour in a Shade of Wolf Shinzo stood there in Curse's castle, with Komori flapping above him. In front of him stood three finely dressed gentlemen. Panic was painted all over their faces. We must get the princess. She's a valuable asset, one said. Yeah, I don't know. You said you can help. Then how? Shinzo barked. We can combine our powers with that one. Another barked, pointing at Komori. Komori fluttered down to Shinzo's face. Can you do that? Shinzo asked. Yeah, sounds about right, Komori said. And how do you do that? Shinzo asked the three men. We are half-breeds, like you, one of the gentlemen told him. "Ah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that one, Shinzo said with an eye roll. The first gentleman... Stood there wearing a silver suit. His hair was big and spiky with a dark shade of blue. His name was Okami, and he was the werewolf Fangi half-breed. The second man was smaller, and a slightly younger gentleman compared to the two. He had a grey suit, with a green tie. He had short and shaggy, teal-green coloured hair, his fringe lapping over his eyes. His name was Mermado, and he was the mermaid Fangi half-breed. The third man was a beefy-built gentleman with a black suit, spiky black hair, and always a frown on his face. His suit had a purple bow tie. His name was Gormu, and he was the golem fangire half-breed. The three of them were soul-bound to the castle. Due to them being half-breeds, they were sacred and a reliability. You need our help. Please, let us help you, Shinzo, Akami pleaded. You cannot keep doing this alone, Momeido sighed. (sighs) Whatever. Goremu rolled his eyes. You're the quiet one, Shinzo stated, looking at Goremu. Use our help or don't. I couldn't care less. You're a fool, and should not be the reason why the fang guys go back home, Goremu barked. I like him, Komori chuckled. Shinzo sighed. Rubbed his eyes, pushed his hair back out of his face, and then walked up to the trio. I'll use your help, this one time, Shinzo snapped. Perfect, Okami grinned. How'd I call you guys, you know, for your aid, Shinzo asked. Whistle for us. Bat, come here, Momedo called. Komori flew over and perched on Momedo's arm. Momedo booped his nose, and a small sparkle of green energy sparkled between Komori and Momedo. Blow the whistle, and we will come to your aid, Omedo explained to Shinzo as Kamori took flight once again. Okay? Sure, Shinzo said, confused, then looked at Okami. I guess you're up. Keep an ear out? Shinzo said, confused. Okami just nodded. Then in a flash of white, Shinzo was back in the house, with Sean still on the ground. Shinzo bolted to Sean and pulled him up, and placed him on the chair as he came around. Oh, what happened? Sean muttered. Uh, I think you're Tappa Tiger and the new helifish dude. They got Penny, Shinzo explained. I beg your pardon. Why are you here? Why aren't you handling this? The princess needs to be safe, Sean screeched. Yeah, you think? I kinda got that impression by myself. Don't need everyone telling me, Shinzo growled back. Sorry, that was not my place, Sean muttered. Penny would have you me killed if she knew I left you here unattended, Shinzo snapped. Yes, thank you, Sean sighed. we we'll are back soon, Shinzo muttered. Then he walked out the house, Komori flowing over him. That was intense, Komori hissed. Yeah, well, I've got more intense things to deal with right now, don't we? Shinzo muttered. Now what? You find Penny and Tigor. We deal with Tigor and Hellyfish, Shinzo explained. Yeah, I can sense the princess already, Komori told him. Komori led Shinzo to an empty uh, parking lot, where Hellyfish had Penny wrapped in tentacles. Tigor stood next to them. Shinzo walked up to them and stood there with his arms crossed. Found us, did we? Tygo barked. Of course, Shinzo growled. Hellyfish released a spark of electricity, which sat Penny, who screamed out in pain. Let her go, Shinzo growled. Deal with him, Tygo demanded and took several steps back. Hellyfish let go of Penny, leaving her tied up, detaching the tentacles. Then they Ruger quickly. Hellyfish then walked up to Shinzo. You ready to do this? Komori said. To the words right out of my mouth, Shinzo grunted furiously. Shinzo grabbed Komori with his right hand. Mm. Bite! Komori yelled out, and then Komori was brought to Shinzo's left hand and Komori sunk his teeth into Shinzo's skin. Black veins rippled up his arm and across his face. Suddenly, magic chains formed around his waist and formed into a red and gold henshin belt. The belt was all red and had a metal rod above the waistline. Shinzo held out Komori. Henshin! Shinzo called out and placed Komori up to the rod of the belt. With his little claws he latched on and then Shinzo placed Komori onto the belt clipped him in upside down. Suddenly, metal liquid formed around Shinzo. And then, with a shatter of glass, the liquid formed into his rider suit, forming Kamen Rider Kiva. Kamen Rider Kiva then ran at Hellyfish, and jumped up and swiped his claws at the Fangire. But Hellyfish summoned his tentacles and whipped Kiva in the chest. A spark of electricity zapped him as the tentacles made impact. Kiva dropped to one knee as he endured the shocking pain. He then dived at Jellyfish Fangai once more and threw his fist out. Hellyfish caught the f- fist and kicked the common Rider in the stomach before pulling him in close and smacking the Kamen Rider in the face with his arm, knocking the Kamen Rider onto his feet. Then Heli-Fish wrapped comrade Kiva around with his tendrils and sent volts of electricity into him. He screamed out in pain. He was then thrown across the car park. He crashed into the ground. The concrete erupting underneath the impact. Comrade Kiva stood up slowly. Damn it! It's a repeat of last time. Comrade Kiva muttered. Suddenly a flash of light appeared t- to the left of his belt. Kamerida looked down to see three whistles slot into a holster attached to his belt. Kamerida Kiva pulled out the blue one, shaped in a wolf head. He then examined it. Let me blow the fang whistle, Komori told him from the belt driver. Okay, sure, Kiva nodded. Then he placed the fang whistle in Kamori's mouth.
0: it,
1: The whistle called out. In Curses castle, Okami could hear the call. He knelt down and dragged his two fingers and thumb across the floor. Sparks of lightning burst from his fingertips as they grazed the floorboards. Then he transformed into a small statue which flew out the window and flew down to the comrade Kiva. Kiva took the statue, which unfolded into the Karulu Sabre. Suddenly, Mystic chains wrapped around Kiva's left arm and his chest, then they exploded, revealing his new blue armored arm and spiked armoured shoulder pad. His chest now was blue and had silver fangs running down each side of the blue armour. The ghost of Akami's true form encased Kiva and fused into him. His visor changed from a red to a nice shade of blue. Then Komori's eyes flashed blue as well. Comrade Kiva stood there in his new form, holding the Karulu Sabre. The Sabre was a gold Karavi blade. A blue wolf head was placed above the handle. The blade extended from the wolf's head, making it look horn. This is awesome. Kiva roared. then he dropped into a new fighting stance. He placed a blade on his shoulder a deep growl came from Kiva. What is this? Helifish grunted in confusion. Comrade Kiva then ran at Helifish and lashed uh, his sword out. Helifish then lashed out his tendrils. Comrade Kiva dove forward into the fold of the Fangar's whips and spun around in circles rapidly using his new blade to cut the tendrils. Helifish screamed out in pain as his t- uh, tendrils dropped to the ground. Kiva then landed and ran on all fours like a wolf, stopping dead in his tracks right in front of the Fangai. He gripped onto his saber hard and slashed the jellyfish Fangai multiple times, before spinning around and kicking him in the chest. Then he slashed the Fangai once more, before jumping way back. He then placed the Gorulu saber on the mouthpiece uh, of his helmet and somehow it attached it to the helmet, it was almost like he was holding the saber in his mouth. He then jumped up and the sky went all red. The moon appeared in the sky, bright and big. Kamen Rider Kiva then dived forward towards the Fangi and spun his body round, swinging the saber, slashing the Fangi directly down the middle. Comrade Kiva landed and dropped into his new wolf pose. As the jellyfish fangai exploded and its soul flew up into the sky and Curser ate the soul, keeping it safe inside of its stomach. Kamen Rider Kiva turned to Tigor. "'Another day, Rider. Tiger growled, then he phased away. Comrade Kiva let out a howling screech, then demorphed. Shinzo ran over to Penny, who was now free from the Fangar's tentacles. "'Are you okay?' Shinzo huffed. "'Fine, thank you,' Penny sighed. Shinzo pulled Penny to her feet. "'You used them.' "'The prisoner's help,' Penny stated. "'Yeah, kind of had no choice,' Shinzo muttered. "'Good. You're stronger with them.' Penny said. Yeah, sure. Shinzo said with an eye roll. The pair of them started to walk home. Can I sleep now? Komori asked. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all do some zeds. Shinzo chuckled. In the land of that time and space, William Cranston was watching Takeshi work on Takeshi's platform. You know, you always complain about me being on your platform. Total hypocrite. Takeshi said over his shoulder. Sorry, I notice you haven't made a move yet with the other riders, William stated. Well, you don't have to add interested. You're just keeping an eye on me, Takashi muttered under his breath, still not turning uh, to face William. Well, no, but I actually had an idea, William said. Takashi then turned around and gave William a raised eyebrow. Well, I noticed the lack of riders in Universe 91. We could change that, you know, William said with a smile. We shouldn't be tackling Universe 91. Bad enough, you've got involved, Takeshi grunted. Please, those three rangers are our champions, whether I intended it or not, William sighed. And we don't even know if the riders are there anyway, Takeshi replied. Actually, there isn't, but it is a mirror universe, so it can only handle a slight few, William explained. Yes, I know, wizard driving ghost. So what's your point, Takeshi asked. Well, I wanted to test something. There's a perfect opportunity laying before us, and we have three rangers. I wanted to make a connection, and I have a theory, but for it to hold, we must test some dipping waters first, so to speak. William's smile turned into a devilish grin. I don't have any ideas for wizard. I am kind of bored. Eh, I'm all is, Takashi sighed. Come to my platform in a minute. I've got a small demonstration to show you, William told him. Don't make me regret this, Cranston. Takashi said under his breath. Then he went to his box of drivers and pulled out the wizard driver ready to take to William. And there you have it, guys, another installment to Comrade Akiva. Hope you enjoyed this story. And finally we've got some new forms for Kiva. I do apologize about my slight change in voice for Komori. I'm still playing on what sort of voice I want to give the character. So my apologies. Anyway, Thank you all for watching if you're listening to this on the cosplay dude 637's universe 19 podcast then please of course give us a follow and thank you very much for everyone uh listening on the youtube channel if you're listening to the new channel don't forget to like and subscribe and of course subscribe because we're getting so close to 50 um <laughs> 50 subscribers and that would be absolutely awesome now of course I just want to quickly shout out, of course, Cosplay Do Seven's other two podcasts, Universe Nineteen, being his first one. He's actually got two more: Sailor Moon E, which I'm a voice actor on, which is his own Sailor Moon uh, storyline, which takes place after the manga and anime. And then we have Co- Storytime Time with Cosplay Do Sixty Seven, which he does other storylines: The Order, which is an original story, and his fan fiction on Shadow Hunters, and sort of online. Of course, we've got to shout out the third member to the three range Bros Studios, which is Mark the Reconish Ranger with his Nerd Comics podcast. So make sure you go check that out, where he adapts comic books into audio dramas and shows off his own creative writing skills with Parringer's Royal Britannia. We're in association with Zero to Hero. Make sure you go listen to Zero to Hero, the podcast with Billy and Jim. And of course, the Balkan got a Podcasting, always return to us every Friday with a blast to listen to and of course it's not just power Rangers. they talk about many other fandoms like gundams and Kamen rider they've talked about doctor who and etc etc so make sure you go check out everybody subscribe to the channel if you haven't and follow the podcast if you haven't and with that being said i shall see you guys real soon In the name of king lexian rightful ruler of Ednoy. I call upon the powers of light and truth to become Mask Rider. Ectophase, activate! Now, villains, you shall know the power of the Mask Rider
0: and the Power Rangers.